Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Simple Truth. Hi, with Kent and Karen. We're really glad to have you guys with us again this week. And uh, if you've been with us for the last little while, we've been doing some talking on this podcast about relationships in the context of being single, but also in the context of marriage. And getting ready for marriage. Yes. And uh, this is something that's really been on our heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, interesting that the principles of love and relationships spill over to bigger circles and bigger implications than just if you're married or single or mm-hmm. planning on being married. It's actually how we love pertains to how we walk and live like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we've also been just kind of reminding ourselves about what it's like to sacrifice for one another in marriage. And and of course, you know, we, we understand that uh, what the Father did in heaven for us by sending us Jesus is the greatest sacrifice of all. How does that spill over into our relationships? And so we were just reminding ourselves, weren't we, about just when in the early days when we first met, how much sacrifice there was to pursue each other and to stay in relationship at that time. Do you remember? I certainly remember. <laughs> and I, I think in some ways when you are, you know, running on the that passionate love yes. that's developing in the early years, it's easier to make sacrifices or choices for the other person Absolutely. because, you know... In our case, we were living three hours apart, and so we would take the extra time to Mm -hmm. be there. We would look forward to being Mm -hmm. together. We would uh, spend the the nights on the phone. Uh, Actually, in those Mm -hmm. days, it was a different kind of phone. It was. It It was a telephone with a cord. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But the traveling, right? Do you remember all that? And the phone bills, by the way, with that phone. The phone bills, the traveling, the gas, the, you know, and and none of those, they were costs, but they were costs that we were willing to incur, incur um, in order to have relationship. And, uh, oh, I also remember, too, um, we would write letters. It's almost like a lost art today, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. This is before we're dating ourselves here. This is before yes, email. Yes. Uh, this is something we call snail mail, <laughs> where you used to take a piece of paper, write down your thoughts on it with a pen oh or a pencil, but better with a pen, fold it up, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on the corner of the envelope, <laughs> and then put it in the mailbox, and it would arrive at your... In about a week. Yeah, well, sometimes a week, sometimes three days, because I remember true. if I sent them, let's see, if I sent it Monday, mm-hmm. sometimes you would have it by Wednesday oh, and it would arrive in the middle that's of the week, true. So, which was pretty good yeah. performance back then. But, you know, thinking of just the diligence and the, and like, just that intensity, the intentionality of sitting down and communicating, right? Communicating, building on a relationship. Um, those were like little sacrifices in order to get to know each other. And, you know, it takes a lot of sacrifice to learn not only about one another, to see if, you know, this is the person that's for me, but it also takes a lot of sacrifice to learn to become one. And when we enter from that single relationship or that dating relationship and, the, and, and go into a lifelong commitment together, we're talking about a oneness that actually needs a lot of ongoing sacrifice, doesn't it? I think the thing that we're not talking about too is that when you when you're caught up in that that love and it's romantic and it's passionate, that you're making sacrifices to pursue the other person, but you're not thinking about no, it. No, you're not. You're right. It's it's later in marriage where when you do get married, or mm-hmm. sometimes in the courtship, I suppose this could happen, that actually where life gets normal, and mm-hmm. it's not that all the passion is gone, but how do you keep the passion alive? Yes. And how do you keep uh, your fanning the flame for the other person mm. more so than just trying to 
I guess, build what you want or yes. get what you want. And, yes. and I think the hard, you know, we, the hard thing about this is we all believe in the sinful nature. This sounds very dark, sorry, but we have to remember that the heart of the sinful nature is actually selfishness. That's true. So our carnal nature. Absolutely. And it's, it's still there. Even mm-hmm. if, you know, Jesus can deliver you from an evil spirit, but doesn't usually deliver you of your flesh. Mm. And so we can naturally slip into selfish moments. So not mm. just in the, in the courtship. You can slip into selfish moments at work. You oh, can slip yeah. into selfish moments if you've been married for 40 years. You can slip into selfish moments. But here's one of the things that I've learned uh, personally where I've dropped the ball is actually the more uh, selfish I've been, the more I've hurt the people I love. Mm-hmm. And that, that's been a, a tough, it's been very re- refining. Mm-hmm. It's been a great time, I guess, opportunity to grow. But it's also been a tough reality to realize, wow, you know, when we, in our, in those moments, we do hurt each other. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, and it's actually embarrassing, don't you find, yes. when your selfishness gets exposed and you think, you know, you're being loving and then all of a sudden you're like, I am not being very loving. So, yeah, I completely agree. Things like, like you know, just your jobs and stress and children and, and coming together and in finances and building oneness in that, you, you know, um, these affect... Um, a relationship. They affect kind of that giving and that taking and, and, and there's so much sacrificial love, you know, that we need to learn, I think, first and foremost from Christ himself. And then he does a good work and a new work in us. And so the whole idea is that that good and new work flows out of our heart into the people around us, not just our spouse, but our children, like you said, our job and our environment. And so um, I actually looked up the Greek word for sacrificial love. You did? Yes. Oh my. And the word is agape. And you've probably heard of this word before, but I just thought I would just read the definition of it. It's an unconditional love that is always giving and impossible to take or be a taker. Ooh. Wow. It devotes total commitment to seek your highest, best your highest and best, no matter how anyone may respond. This form of love is totally selfless and does not change whether the love given is returned or not. Where did you find that? That's really good. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, okay, so we know where you ultimately found it. but Yeah, it's actually something that's really important. Um, and I like the last statement. It's quite convicting. It's like, you know, we're, to, to give selflessly without any expectation that you're going to get love back. This is agape love in its simplest of definition. And it's like, that's what Christ did for us. How do we translate that into a relationship? Well, and I I think when you said that, something just pinged inside of me that it's the unconditional love is is God's heart. Mm, It flows from him. And so you need to be, you need to drink. Each of us is invited Mm. to drink deeply Mm -hmm. to receive the love, but then also to give the love. Mm. But the, you know, Jesus uh, certainly said in John chapter 15, he said, greater love is no one than this and to lay down his life for his friends. But he also warned us another place. It's uh, somewhere in Mark. I should look it up. But he actually said that if you, if a man tries to save his life, yeah. he'll find himself losing, losing it. it. And, and that's just so much bigger than the words themselves that when we, when we fall into or tumble into our natural bent to self-protect or right. take care of self or whatever we're doing for self, that actually that's the, the lowest form and, and the most miserable of life we mm-hmm. could have and, and empty too. I mean, we could use all kinds of words to describe it. But Jesus is actually saying, look, life gets rich yes. when you learn how to love. 
Yes. And when you sacrifice, like sacrifice and love go hand in hand because you, you, you can sacrifice for someone without loving them, but you can't love without sacrificing. Hmm. And so when you're, the thing is, I think it's not just in the sacrifice. It's in the love that where you put somebody else first. Yeah. And, and when you do that, yes, it's sacrificial, but you're not just focusing on the sacrifice. You're focusing on loving the other person. Yeah. I think there is something so kingdom when we when we sacrifice for each other, we're, we're we're entering into something like I think you said, you know, going from our carnal sinful nature that has like you know my needs and my wants and my love and and all those things that we desire that are almost like like gaps. Um, but when we sacrificially love, we actually are entering into the kingdom of God because He He expressed it, He showed it to us yes. through sending Christ. And uh, we read all through the New Testament, but even in the Old Testament, He promised, you know, and He showed His His sacrificial love to the Israelites, you know, all the way through the Scripture. You see Father sacrificing on behalf of His children, but then you see Christ coming to the earth and sacrificing here on earth for His kids. And so you're right. I think we're touching kingdom things oh, when we start to. Uh, ask the Lord, help us to sacrifice. And, you know, it's it's so interesting because um, this unconditional agape love, it doesn't keep score. So, for instance, if I was sacrificial in some way to have an expectation, okay, so now my spouse needs to sacrifice. Like, in other words, you have to catch up. That's not what this agape love is talking about. It's it's not keeping score. It's, um, it's, it's putting ourselves aside. I think we need to be honest about this is what you're saying too, Karen because it's it's almost like um, when when you're putting yourself aside mm. or the, you know loving the message of culture is actually that you don't put yourself aside right. you put yourself first oh very that much it's so. actually your rights are first now we're not saying that there isn't a place for human rights we're saying if you want your relationships to be rich first with God uh, then with spouse uh, friends mm. at work mm. um, with your neighbors if you want any of your relationships to be rich, mm. then love is going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And the more you love, the more you'll be free to actually sacrifice. The less you love, the more the sacrifice will sting and hurt. And you'll find yourself struggling to make a sacrifice, more so counting the losses, as it were, and almost feeling like then then spouse owes me, then mm, job right. owes me, then my neighbors owe me. And everybody and, and the hard thing is when you feel everybody owes you. Now there are times where people have, you know, people are indebted to us. But the fact is if if everybody owes us, it's gonna be really hard to balance that book at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I think what I sacrifice is kingdom. You're not Absolutely. it's a different kind of balancing of books. And I think you had mentioned just about the richness of what Christ gives us when we lay our lives down. There's something heavenly, there's something kingdom that transfers when we are actually loving in the way. But but you know, like you said in the beginning, this is, does not come naturally. We have to learn this. Yes. And um, I think we're going to contend with that desire to be selfish every day. I think we are, and and we do. Yep. And and yet Jesus, He empowers us yes. to love. He sometimes wakes us up when we're not, or He sometimes yeah, sure. <laughs> but but the fact is, we don't want to make it sound like misery because actually, yeah. when you love, your relationships go from poverty to riches. It does. Now we're not just talking financial, but it does involve financial because 
at the bottom of all of this, whether it's, you know, for love to be sacrificial, it's, it's really has a, a big component of generosity. Mm. And Jesus was like goofy generous, mm. the ultimate generous. And it's fun because to be he, generous, actually. It is, but he actually laid down his life. Mm. He didn't give us an extra life like he had two and you could have the leftovers or he had a million dollars and you could have, you know, 10 bucks. He actually gave us everything. Yes, he did. That's the kind of generosity. And that's also the love in, inside of covenant when you, mm -hmm. okay. So anyway. Yeah. And I think in marriage in particular, cause we're talking about marriage, but you can also see it in other relationships. Um, but in marriage, you tend to see things like habits. What kind of things do you see you know, in marriage? What well, are you saying? I think, you know, when two become one and you start living together, you, you could discover things like how messy you are or neat you are, or, you know, often you'll see somebody in the relationship that's easygoing and then another's uptight. And, and so you get these really really complicated, almost styles or, or habits. Yeah, well, most of us think we're neat or don't realize we're not. Of course, I don't know if our parents think we're neat when we live at home. I don't think my parents home. thought I was neat. <laughs> I think once I owned or my Or if own. our roommate, I don't yeah. know if our roommate would yeah. think we're neat. What I find is actually when you're out in your own, you, yeah, that, that becomes a different definition than when you're a kid. So but, those are those are simple yeah. habits and they're not necessarily make it, break it things. But sometimes our habits of, of how we spend our time yeah. and how we, because stewardship comes into it. How you spend your time, how you spend mm. your, your money, how you spend your your talents. Right. They can they, kind of show you if you're being selfish or if you're compromising. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, even if, if, if when you're doing your finances together as a couple, um, if you put, if you, you know, all of us would want to put mm. our needs at the top of the list, but if we do put our needs at the top of the list, mm. the scary thing about that is it, it could mean to our spouse that we're putting somebody else's needs mm. at the bottom of the list. Yeah. And, and this is the message that selfishness can send I know. is that you're second instead of your first. And I think this happens a lot in it marriage. It really does. I think it happens all the time. And you know, what's the answer to that? I think part of it is, is being in reality about some of these things. Yeah, that's one. You know, I also think too, um, one of the things that we talked about was, you know, um, when we get, become more mature, we're able to face these things. And I know that um, you can develop flexibility. Now, I know um, we're in our 50s and we're sort of at that 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 place in our life where it's kind of make it or break it. Because they say, as you get older and older and older, it's much harder to become flexible. So we have tried to cultivate a flexibility kind of as we were in our 30s and 40s and 50, taking a look at why am I not being flexible? Because flex inflexibility can really affect our selfishness. It can affect my way of doing things. And so I think it's really important to take a look at. It's funny, the double meaning in this, because one of us has to get up in the morning and work on flexibility or he can't move. Oh, so. right, right, right. In the physical as well <laughs> yeah, yeah, as yeah. the emotional and hey, the spiritual. I once heard somebody say, <laughs> I can't remember the original author, sorry about this, but uh, it, they were adding on a... Um, a beatitude. So dangerous stuff, but they were, they were simply, it was a joke. And they said, um, blessed are the flexible <laughs> for they will not be bent out of shape. Oh, You've probably funny. heard that that's one that, before. Is that a dad joke? Uh, no, it's a truth. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it, it's so uh, flexibility yeah. is, is, but it's, a, it's also a matter of priorities. Yes. And then I think there's the issue of, of, we, we all naturally self-protect. When Adam and Eve sinned, they, they covered up. Yep. That's what we do. We cover up and we hide. And um, it, obviously, we're, we're often hiding from the people that we love. And so it takes mm. an effort 
to be self-aware, mm. to understand in it's what true. ways do we self-protect, in what ways do we hide, and in what ways is our self-protection yeah. actually unloving? It yeah, might feel good. loving to us, but it actually is, is un, it, it builds a partition in a relationship that we then need to go back and tear oh, yeah. down again. Oh, yeah. And so many, so many couples just need to be encouraged that this isn't abnormal, but there's a way through it. Yeah, and I think what we're saying to you today and, and to ourselves is that uh, we are all invited to love. And when we're invited to love, we're also get generously given opportunities and the power of God upon us to love. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's an unfair advantage in some ways, but it's an incredible opportunity because when we let Jesus mm-hmm. love through us, yeah. first he loves on us and then he loves through us, relationships can actually turn from dark to light if they've become soured. It can revive even the most broken marriage. Mm-hmm. It can literally take a, um, a relationship from you know, zero to beyond a thousand because yes. it's, it's the love of God working through us. Oh, amen, amen. And I, and I just think that actually this is where we have so many great opportunities to grow and mature. And as I said before, just seeing the kingdom of God moving forward in our lives, seeing them move practically in our relationships. And I think people will notice. I think, you know, we are the ones in the relationship to get the first benefits of that, aren't we? But then I think it really does stand out as very different. Absolutely. And I think there are many definitions of love, but if you go to the scriptures first Mm. and let that set the plumb line for your life, and then you love generously, you'll actually find that God will give you joy. And it does come back to touch your heart. But the benefits for self aren't by putting self first, but putting self second. Loving like that can literally fill life with joy. Thank you for joining this episode of The Simple Truth. 